Council Boys Assemble! And we are back for episode 15. The Council Boys in the building. We're back <laughs> together. The gang's all here, and we couldn't be happier to bring you in the whole new episode. Shout out to AD. Yeah. Doing the side quest last week, holding us down while we took a little time off. Y'all praise me, praise me, give me my families. praise. You know how it goes. Uh, so shout out to AD. If you didn't listen to AD's episode, go listen to AD's episode. It's fantastic. Get a nice little breakdown of the Google Stadia. Play a little catch up. Yeah. But for now, the boys are back. Mikey B, Jay Fuentes, back in the building. So we are ready to start the show. So I am joined with homie AD. Yeah. A.K.A. Mr. You know the vibes. <laughs> you know. You know the vibes. You already know, <laughs> man. <laughs> and the homie Mikey B. I'm on the train. <laughs> <laughs> That's literal, not figurative right now. All <laughs> <laughs> mobile episode. We out here in the street trying to do the damn thing. True. So, fellas. We had some time off. It was Thanksgiving. Got to spend time with the family. But, of course, that also means we also get some downtime, too. Fellas, you guys get some gaming done over this holiday break? You already if know, so, I'm going to start us off real quick because I'm pretty excited with what I did over this Thanksgiving break. I beat Pokemon Sword. That's right. So you're the Pokemon champion now. You, you're the very yes, best. Yes, sir. You know the vibe. Of course, because I'm the best. I got to beat everybody, and I got to just take over the whole region. So I'm going to do a quick little beat the game breakdown. Now, obviously, if you've been a Pokemon fan, you know that you just don't beat the game. You know, you beat the story, but the game never really ends. So besides trying to catch them all and, you know, all those fun stuff. I actually just finished the story. Pretty cool story. Uh, kind of take like a new approach to kind of like gym battles and stuff like that. But overall, the game is the same game to the core. Go get your gym badges, people, and then there's a problem and you gotta fix it. So, overall, the game is a pretty solid game. I had a lot of fun, you know, catching the all these new Pokemon that I don't know about. Doing some it's sticky with updating the raids as kind of level up. Overall, now, after I finally became the champion, Dune's the best. Now I get to just roam around. So I get to just hit the, hit the scene, find new Pokemon that I didn't catch, and, you know, maybe try to earn some more money. Dude, so, I, I got overall, a few questions. Like said, yeah, what's up? All right, so... <laughs> How did you feel about the rival this time? Because I heard, I heard a lot of like mixed things about him. Just because I heard a lot of my friends. I mean, we're all older. Like we're not the eight-year-olds or ten-year-olds that this game is aimed at. So we know the mechanics of Pokemon. And I hear like after a while, just beating this kid feels really bad because he's trying his best, but you're smarter than him, and you're just steamrolling his team. Yeah, it's very uh, 2019. Like, we're friends. But, of course, every time I pull up 
I tell him I'm gonna smoke your ass once again. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, as being a you know like a veteran player, I fire up the amulet coin and I steal double his money every time. So I don't feel bad about it at all because he's helping me get this bread. We out here buying the ultra balls. We gotta catch them all. You gotta give them you that know word. What's up. Dude, okay, so you get like a bunch of other quote unquote rivals because like what the game wants to and uh whoa, we got some uh some minor feedback. Um but yeah, you get like a bunch of mini rivals throughout the you know, the game and I mean you still beat everybody and do what you do, but their team rocket now is like uh the, they pedophiles. Team Yelp. They pedophiles dog. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they're just following like a little girl who's trying to. <laughs> they straight them. up pedophiles. It's creepy. Dog, the one thing about Pokemon, dude, is that they do a super, super amazing job at not being super. Uh, I don't know. I guess this this uh, descriptive of their characters because mm-hmm. I met this one person who was one of my rivals, and halfway through the game, I found out it was a dude, and I thought it was a chick. So. <laughs> I don't know what Pokemon is doing, but the guy was dressed in like all like pink or whatever or purple, and I thought it was a chick, especially with the name too. And then, like I said, I got to the game and it's, and it's a dude. So I, I I don't know what the character design team's doing, but they're doing something, man. But it's just mad whack that they're doing all this to these characters, and I don't even know what it is. So. But that's not a negative towards the game. The game's still good. Uh, the only thing that I will say is kind of, I'll try to wrap this up real quick. Um, the Dynamax grew on me. Dynamax is pretty cool. At first, I thought it was whack, but I mean, you do a couple raids, and then you really use it to your advantage. Pretty solid. And last but not least, spoiler alert if you, you know, you're still playing the game and you don't want to hear this. Fast forward like 10 seconds or whatever. But you're starting Pokemon's third evolution. Fucking trash, man. Like, <laughs> oh my god. I, Wait, which I don't one know, did Albert, you get? You sent me a text. I got the water one. I forgot the <laughs> name of it. Yo, dog. you got the worst one, man. You played yourself. Yo, he like a bootleg dog. He a bootleg Gex, bro. <laughs> I don't know who this guy thinks he is. But- I was like, oh, brother. I was like, a secret agent Pokemon? I'm like, y'all really stretch it to the bottom of the barrel, you know what I mean, with this shit. Nah, dude, you, you know, picked the wackiest Pokemon. Cool. You should have got the fire one or the or the grass one. Both of their evolution chains are pretty dope. Dude, the fire one looks just as bad, dude. The nah, fire you, one looks like bro, a hippie bro, kid. Nah, you, tra- you, you tripping. You Not tripping, done. tripping. The best one is the grass one because he's he's playing the drums and looks kind of Pokemon-ish. Nah, but I like the grass one. I like the cool fire Pokemon. one just because of this one move that I've seen him have. Like he kicks a rock and then becomes a huge fireball. Dog, that is so trash. Are you kidding? Just because <laughs> of that, he looks like a bum, dude. No way. <laughs> he looks like a. At least the water one looks. Dude, at least the water one looks like he's wearing a suit, and every time you throw him out of the Pokeball, he looks like he's like gliding from the sky or something. But, nah, you know. Nah, water one's trash. Either way, the game. It's Grookey Gang over here. Grookey Gang. I mean, if y'all trying to get wrecked, find me. 
on the Nintendo online. Cute is the name. You know the game. So, overall, me personally, the story was pretty solid. Uh, you know, again, it's the same old traditional get your badges, fight the Elite Four, and become the best. So, one cool where thing does to it do another No, go ahead, man. Where does this game rank for you amongst other Pokemon games that have you played? Is it like top tier, middle? This is definitely like a top tier game just because you have like uh, a lot of freedom in the way you kind of explore the world. It's kind Mm -hmm. of hard for the other games to kind of compete because because you have such an open world and you know, you can do, you know, the same old things like fishing and stuff, but the raids are huge. The raids are a lot of fun and you can make curries too so you can, you know, take some time to make some food and get on your Pokemon's good side. So, it's kind of really hard. But obviously, red and blue are like very traditional classic games, so. As this is uh, Nintendo's first Pokemon game on a console, what would you like to see in like Pokemon 2, their their next uh, game for the Switch, whenever that comes out? Like what improvements or what you think they can improve upon as you for their for for the sequel of this game whenever that comes or like a new version of Pokemon comes that's a good question because I would literally play this game again if it was just okay. like a whole new reason like it's just oh, like okay. I said like uh, like it's fun like just uh, go, go through your adventure prepare yourself for gyms and fight them uh, the gyms now have little mini games in them so you can kind of work your way through those um, but still you know the whole prepare, battle, move forward, get to, like, the end and become, like, the champion is still... I think it still works. Like, that's, like, kind of, like, the basis of all the games. And, like, Mm -hmm. now they kind of have, like, a little side story in there that's going on. Um, But I am happy with that formula. Oh, cool. I was just saying, because playing so many Pokemon, I thought maybe you could be tired of the formula, but it seems like you're really still enjoying it. The only thing I'm kind of tired of is, like, the whole, like, the same, like, three Pokemon to start. I wish it would start different because it's super long. But mm-hmm. other than that, I think, I think it works. Dude, okay. you, this is, you've given the most optimistic review of this game because I've heard nothing but people shredding thing, shredding this thing apart. Like, even people that enjoyed it are just like, nah, like, Game Freak, they, they need to step up. But um, I, dude, I'm happy that you're enjoying. I mean, it. I'm not even gonna tell you the negativity because, yo, you had a fun time with it, and that's all that matters. Yeah, man, it's like it's so easy to hate because there's still like not all the Pokemon are in there, but the Pokedex still like ranges up to 400, dude. Like, that's a lot of things to catch, and just because of you know, uh, Char or Charmander's in it, but just you know, just because Pidgey's not in it doesn't mean you gotta throw a hissy fit or you can't get a beat drill or a dratini like okay that's fine but you know we spend so much time with those characters and I'm kind of actually really not excited but I'm, it, it's it's a fresh take on the new Pokemon as we kind of move forward into like this new style of gaming so mm-hmm. fine with it uh, personally like said, 400's a lot man. dude like, I yeah. put the time in but still, I'm only like at one like eighty caught and like two hundred seen or something like that. Bro, you said so, you was the Pokemon lot, master. Dude. I said I was the I was the best. I'm the champion, dude. I said I didn't catch them all yet. I 
said I'm the champion. Okay. That means I beat okay. everybody in the gym, and I took all their money, and that's how we do this damn thing. And now everybody recognizes me as the champ, <laughs> not just some little bomb from some little fucking place in the middle of nowhere. And I beat everybody. See, now you, you won uh, one championship, and now you're about to be the Gary Oak of the true. Galar region. <laughs> True, that's what's up. I'm trying to be Gary, man. Gary was that dude. No, nah, I'm talking about OG Gary because by the t- last time we saw him in the series, he he was he was weak. He was being all nice and stuff. Nah, I like the I like the scumbag Gary from when we first were <laughs> rivals. Yeah, dude, I played no games and like the kind of dumb thing too is like your rival, quote unquote, he picks like your 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 starter's weakness mm-hmm. or your starter's like super effective type or whatever I picked water and he picked fire so it's like automatically I'm gonna smoke you no matter when and where we show meet, meet up but doesn't he start so with like, two Pokemon uh he starts with well I mean it's just one he's got a stupid sheep uh, the, the, which, the you know, dope. don't do that out of all the Pokemon dude you gonna stand up for the sheep <laughs> Come on, man! It's better than the penguin with the ice head. <laughs> no, they literally have ice cream cones in here too, so they kind of struggle on some of them. But some of them are pretty dope. Yo, uh, they, they got one that turns into like a like a bucket of coal, dude. It's, it's weird, but the final form is kind of dope. But like the evolutions, like the first two are kind of super stupid. Yeah, they're kind of uh, uh, like I, I've seen like, all the cool Pokemon. Like there, there's a lot of great ones in in this region, but then there's some I'm just like, mm, I see what you were going for, but uh, this ain't it. Yeah, and there's like a hipster meowth now too with a beard. Dude, no. <laughs> dude, he looks like he's, the the new meowth look like he's homeless, dude. It's, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> he looked like he homeless, been digging in the trash, man. Like, get this man some help. True, and the new Weezing looks like you know somebody out of Downton Abbey or something like that. So no, nah, that's the new Weezing is a bong, man. He's it's straight up a bong. <laughs> they're trying to get away with stuff subtly, so yeah, they know what they're doing. No, nah, this filth, this filth is ruining the minds of children, man. They're trying to subliminally tell kids to smoke weed, man. Pokemon is trying to promote <laughs> kids smoking weed. It's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Hundred, hundred, A plus for Pokemon, man. <laughs> <laughs> a plus, A plus for Pokemon. Smoke weed, A plus, yeah. A plus, more <laughs> Alrighty, so I jumped into my little Pokemon fiasco conversation. Let's get into what the what the fellas been playing. What you, Mickey B? What you been playing? Oh, I finally did it. I finally awakened the Egg King. Oh snap! Born. Oh, I finally beat Link's Awakening. It was, yeah. it, it, it really knows how to sell a, fun, a, a finale. It's like when you're reading a book or watching a movie, like if the, if the ending hits you, like you leave the movie or leave reading the book, man, man, that movie was great. That book was great. Zelda definitely knew. Zelda definitely did this. So you play. There's eight dozen, and the last dozen falls on a trope where like you have to face all the bosses again. 
which is totally fine this time because you, A, are overpowered now. So I have a boomerang, I have bombs, I have arrows. So I have no problem facing these chumps again. <laughs> and then after that, you go to the Egg King, and then you have to face uh, five different forms of Gandalf, which is fine because it's all just like classic like pattern recognition. Oh, this guy spins around the room. This guy goes left and right. This guy shoots fireballs. So once you figure out the pattern, it's like super easy to like figure out like the strategy. So you have to face all five of them at once, which is which is a little challenging if you don't have enough hearts. But by then I had 15 hearts, so I had no problem. And then it, that wraps up the game. It, it it wraps up the game really nicely. It's kind of funny. This whole this game, this whole time was kind of hinting at it, and also the name Link's Awakening was kind of hinting at it, like the bigger mystery of the island, and. It just fall into, I believe, a pet peeve of Albert. It was all a dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was all a dream. Like, oh, brother. Because it kept mentioning it, and I was like, first, I was like, oh, that's kind of odd, because the game does have, like, a lot of, like, uh, break-the-wall-type dialogue. Like, oh, you're in a video game, silly. That's why you're able to do these things. But I look at the end, the villains are like, oh, don't wake them. It's just a dream. You know this is just a dream. I'm like... I was like, I was like, oh man, are they really gonna fall into that old trope? And they certainly did. It was just a dream. You were never strand. You were never stranded on an island. Only thing you were sta- stranded on was like, like you did like shipwreck when you were uh, when I, he was probably going to Hyrule. But beyond that, it was just like you're just you know you just you just passed out on like a piece of boat, kind of sailing towards Hyrule the whole time. So like all the, this whole adventure was just a figment of uh, Link's imagination. You got to think, though, like when this game originally came out, I wonder if this was as big of a uh, as big of a trope that it is now. Mm, good point. Because, yeah, like this is a remake. So, I mean, sure, this seems a bit dated now, but I don't know, under the under the context of when it came out, I'm sure that this was mind blowing. True. Plus, I don't mind it because it kind of makes it like. Like if you're like a true like Zelda fan, and like this isn't like canon. This is like a little like fun little offshoot. It's like a what if. Like Marvel has their what if series, and this is like Zelda's what if. Like what if Zelda was trapped on an island? This what would have happened? Yeah. So so like for like that context in that way, it's like it doesn't bother me. But no, so as, as many frustrations I've talked about on this podcast about you know training you know bananas to alligators and. You know, uh, giving, uh, trading mermaid shells to a man that got a cane and all that other kind of like weird, like 90s uh, design and puzzle design. It really comes to like this game and like all the Zelda games are all about the dungeons and they have eight of them. And with any good game, they progressively get harder and more challenging and more interesting. And Zelda definitely does that. By the eighth dungeon, I'm like, ooh, this is a good game. I understand why people. I, I understand like Zelda fans had this game in such high praise and why they were so excited about making this remix. So in the end, I would definitely wreck. I think this game's worth sixty bucks, and it, it's gonna you know as we get close to the end of the year, I think it's you know making moves and making moves. I think it'll be high on my list. Um, as far as Zelda games, because I know you've played at least a couple of them, where would you rank this? Yep. Uh, let's see, I have played 
I would probably put it Wind Waker number one, Breath of the Wild number two, Ocarina Time number three. I would probably put, I think it's above uh, Link to the Past, which is which is a Super Nintendo version. Okay. I think from like kind of like 2D kind of flat all the games, I think this is probably top tier. Oh, dude, you need to play the um, the Game Boy Advance ones. The uh, ah, yeah, the Minus Caps, those are those are solid. Well, maybe as Nintendo was saying, they have no problem remaking games, especially if they have like their own spin to wear them. So, if yeah. they ever remake the Minus Caps, I would definitely buy them. I definitely like kind of the more solid, linear 2D Zelda games. So a little bit more bite-sized, easier to handle. Oh yeah, because I mean, Breath of the Wild, like. I mean, technically, you, oh, you can finish Breath of the Wild in, like, a couple hours if you really wanted to, because you can just straight up dash to the final boss. But, I mean, if you're True. really playing it, it could take, like, 70-plus hours just because it's that massive. Yeah, I put 75 hours into this game, into Breath of the Wild, and that's a lot of time commitments. And we always it's always kind of thing we always talk about as you get older. You don't it's kind of hard to find, you know. You, you don't have time to put in 70, 100 hours into the game if you want to try out a lot of games. So, like, me being me able to uh, play Link's Awakening and, like, beating it in 15 hours, it's like, okay, that's doable. So I, w- I wouldn't mind, like, a Minish Cap remake if it follows that same format, you know, 10, 12, you know, 10 to 15-hour game is, like, ideal for me currently. Okay, that's solid. And then oh, after... Oh, I have one more game. I finally entered the Spooky Zone. Oh. And I dived into Luigi's Mansion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm super. I'm, I like it so far. I'm like, I'm extremely early into this game. Like, I saw the yeah. cutscene. I, I, the, the last thing I did is I just res, rescued uh, Egas from the picture. Nice. So, like, so I'm like very early into the game, but I'm, I like the vibes. I like the vibes a lot in this game. It's been a lot of things I like about video games. So there's a lot of exploration. You got the search thing. There's a good sense of humor to the game, and if the game graphically it looks really nice, it has like definitely has like a cartoon movie style quality. We're talking like maybe not Pixar, but maybe at least DreamWorks, at least a Kung Fu Panda style level of animation in this game. Yeah, man, it's a uh, it's a really fun time. I was kind of bummed that Pokemon came out because I couldn't beat Luigi's Mansion. But now that that game's done, I'm, 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 I want to beat it. Like you said, nice. it's just such a fun nice. game to play. Like, mm-hmm. you know, getting into yeah. and trying to, like, do the whole search and, you know, really try to... I like to the puzzle. Yeah, there's a lot of fun. There's a lot of, like, little it's things you try to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Such a good game. Yeah, like one of the puzzles, like, oh, it's like in this room, and it's like I had, a, like, obviously I needed to hit a button. And then I realized, like, oh, this room's full of mirrors. And then, like, the reflection, like, oh, the reflection from the mirror shows that, like, the back wall that you can't see, there's, like, a button you can press. I'm like, ah, oh, man, that's pretty clever. I, really yeah, I, like, oh. I was like, ooh, this game's clever. I like it. Dude, I've heard yeah, that it's been on a lot game. of people's uh, game of the year contender list. Which, I mean, I'm from what I've heard, it seems yeah. fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so far, I'm really, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. It's very good so far. And then lastly, one more thing. 
as we, as you might have seen on the uh, Instagram, it was Black Friday, and I did partake in one Black Friday deal. Okay. Super Mario Maker Two. Oh, dang! Was on nice. sale at Super Mario Maker yeah. Two was was on sale at Target. Shout out to Target down below. <laughs> uh, and it was, if you don't know, I live in my part. Uh, Target's above my apartment, so anytime I need to make a Target run, just you know, have to walk down a few a few flights of steps. But uh, Super Mario Maker Two was uh, forty-two bucks, which it's is quite a good deal. It's like twenty. It was like twenty-four percent off, and then as you might have seen yesterday on you know IGN Kotaku Polygon that there's a big update coming, so you'll you'll you'll, you'll be able to play as Zelda in all the Super Mario levels, which will then yeah. allow you with allow with then allow a lot of creative people in the in the world make these kind of like cool Mario Zelda ever levels, which they'll be super excited to play. And that that update drops on the fifth, which is a few days away. So yeah, that's a good time to uh, pick up Mario Maker on sale, especially with this new update. Dude, you got into some good game. Did you start gaming. playing it yet or no? Uh, you know, it's it's still it's still it's still in plastic. I still you know I'm a one game one one game at a time guy. So once I uh, finish Luigi's Mansion over maybe my Christmas break, I'll be able to play a little Mario Maker. See what that on. Nice. How about you, Albert? Well, what were your Y'all already know, I'm still on that Death Stranding train, and it is glorious. I had such a nice, yo, I had such a, like, a perfect segue setup to be like, speaking of throwing 70 hours into a game, Albert, <laughs> what's up? Yo, straight <laughs> up. We can rewind, we rewind it back. Dude. So that was Super Mario Maker. I'll be great. I love to play it once I have the time. <laughs> Uh, dude, like, I think I'm like 20, 30 hours deep into into Death Strand. I don't know the exact amount, but I, I've sunk some some so, a solid amount of time in this. And I'm there's there's 14 chapters. I think I'm on chapter 11 right now. Like honestly, dude, I'm slow burning it. Like I like okay, I, I'm sure like anyone who's seen the trailers of just walking around delivering packages. If you just see that, I can get why you would think that it's incredibly boring, but it is not, dude. It is. The moment-to-moment stuff that you have to worry about, like, okay, you have, all, like, you're, you're delivering, like, three packages. You have to have all that stuff on your back. You have to balance that. Oh, you have to take a shortcut through um, the, the mountains and there's snow. Oh, it's starting to snow, and then, like, the little BTs are going to come and attack you. Dude, it, it gets insane. Um, that, and on top, on top of just, like, the gameplay, the story is absolutely bonkers. <laughs> I have absolutely, like, I know what's going on, but there's so many twists and nuances, and I'm just on the edge of my seat. Like, I'm, I'm trying to pace myself. Like, I only play, like, in maybe like an hour or two intervals just because I'm trying to make this last but dude it's insane um I, I there's been a lot of talk of this being game of the year I still don't know if I'm going to put it there but dude it's it's amazing um if I had to critique this game though just because I I want to give a fair and balanced like impression of this there are some things that I don't don't like so there's a lot of pointless like animation sequences so 
you're coming up from like your private room from resting it plays this animation every time that you do it and technically you can skip it if you press the option button and just skip but it's not needed it's wasting time like I, I don't need to see the same animation every single time um and then honestly the gunplay eh, it's not the best but I mean that's not really the main focus so I, I somewhat forgive it but at times I just if you're not going to commit to like super solid gunplay I'm just like you might as well not have it but I don't know Oh no, dude! I'm I'm having a blast. Like I can't wait to finish this game. Kojima is a madman, and I'm 100% here for anything that he does. Does that put Kojima on the same list as as a movie director? Like, if you just saw this is a new Kojima game, you're gonna buy it regardless of genre or story. Like any new Kojima game is like an instant cop for you. Based on this is like his first time stepping outside of like the Metal Gear Solid universe. I don't know if it's an instant cop. Like it's it's more of an an instant intrigue. Like I'm like, oh, you know, he he's used to doing you know interesting things. I usually like his work and his his um, sense of storytelling. I'll check it out. I don't know if I'd instantly buy it just because. Yeah, like, I remember before Death Stranding, he was going to be working on apparently a Silent Hill reboot. And as much as I like Kojima, like, horror games don't really interest me that much. Like, I would probably would have eventually gotten to it, but I don't think it would have been a day one cop for me. Even with Kojima's name attached to it. Got it. Better watch out, man. He might be listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna come and kill me, man. That that would be messed up. He's gonna up. come, you know, knock on your, knock on your door, dude, or send Keanu Reeves to your house or something. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if so, I mean, that's another thing. Like, there's so many famous actors. Like, or I don't know if they're like super famous, but there's there's a lot of actors in this. If Kojima got, um. Keanu Reeves, that would be insane because I know Keanu Reeves is going to be in Cyberpunk, um, CD Project Red's game next year. But I, I'm I'm down for like these for actors getting into video games, like in these leading roles, just because I mean like they have the acting range and I feel like they can give a little something else to stories that you know we haven't really seen as much. So we'll see, man. But yeah, dude, that's yeah. outside of Death Stranding. Um, I'm alternating between two games is because Death Stranding can be a lot at times. So when I'm when I've had when I when I've reached that point where I'm like, OK, this is getting too heavy. Um, I've been switching back to Destiny 2. Um, there's not much new with that story right now. Like it's at the end of the season pass. So everything's like winding down. And Are you playing that on Stadia? I have played it on Stadia a bit. Um, yeah, dude, on Stadia it works. Um, I'm still like fully testing out the Stadia just because I've experienced it with like super solid internet um, when mm-hmm. I was over at my sister's testing it. 
and now I'm back at my place and I don't have the greatest of internet and it works but not as well like there's some noticeable latency issues but that's 100% the internet that I have like I can't blame Stadia for that I, I, I can only look at my own internet for not being able to you know keep up with the demands of what's needed but I've mostly been playing on PS4 um, with Destiny 2. Just finishing up some grinding with the season ending soon. Just trying to get the last of the gear. Uh, collect some lore books. But overall, <laughs> I think I'm going to try to do a review before the end of the year of Shadowkeep and the first season pass. Um, but if I had to give like a quick snapshot of what I'd imagine that would be... I'd probably give Shadowkeep in the first season past a C. Um, it's it hit some really great moments. Like it worked with some of the narrative issues that Destiny has and storytelling problems, but in a lot of other areas, it's dropped the ball and it felt very lackluster. But um, I'm a still and I'll continue to play the, this game because I'm fascinated with the lore in the world and the character design. So. I don't know. But that, that was my holiday gaming. That's what's up. Cool, man. Seems that you're going to juggle in a couple games, which is always fun. Um, speaking of Death Stranding, PS4 exclusive. Yeah. PS4 just hit a milestone. Yep, 25. For 25 years of PlayStation. Now, that's, that's a whole variety of games you know what yeah. I mean it's a whole generation of memories you know what I mean dude does anyone else here feel incredibly old because when, when I when I realized this was coming up I was like dude I'm older than the PlayStation but I, like I've pretty much it's, it's had a touch point in my life pretty much like for the longest time <laughs> I don't know. What about you guys? I don't think it feels great to be a part of it. You know what I mean? Just because, like, you know, we are older than the council. We're kind of seeing it from, like, step one to, you know, step infinity at the moment. You know what I mean? Like, just the progression of, you know, how everything looked on the PS1 to now the sort of things we're seeing in the PS4. Yeah, the PS1 you know, could render um, the the new t- the Tesla Cybertruck had them graphics on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just got that. Wow. Yep, the Tesla Cybertruck's <laughs> graphics. <laughs> I'm funny. Uh, I, I can make got jokes. <laughs> got him. Yo, Loki, that truck was dope. Um, but yeah, fellas, what do you think? Um, what was uh? Because a couple simple questions. What was your first PlayStation game? Doesn't have to be. This can kind of be a two-parter with like, what was your introduction to PlayStation slash your first PlayStation console, and what games did you have? Um, I cut it off first. I cut it off. Because with the PlayStation magazine, it used to come with a demo disc. And I really wanted that demo disc. So I convinced 
because I would never just buy a mag- I would never just take the double disc out of a magazine without purchasing it. That would be wrong. <laughs> but if you can convince your friends to do that, then it's slightly less wrong. So I would uh, convince my friend to uh, say, hey, you know, you're ready, you know, doing some bad stuff anyway. So why don't you just take that, you know, double disc with you and out of your way? You know, a crime's a crime. So uh, my introduction into PlayStation was majority for like the first at a time was this getting demo disc uh, from the PlayStation magazine. Back in those days, I was I was, uh, okay. I, I was a accessory to a crime. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a lesser offense. I wouldn't probably serve jail time for it, you know. So I would identify <laughs> uh, I'm just an accessory to the crime. I didn't commit the crime. It's a little different. I'm one degree. I'm one degree removed from it. Because <laughs> <laughs> in my mind, I believe I probably got the PlayStation for like Christmas or my birthday, and that was probably it. So I probably would have to wait until my birthday or Christmas to get a game. So during that time period, I would probably I I, I would just run games from Blockbuster and you know generally get generally used downloads from one of my friends which was, you know, very nice of them to provide that service for me. I think the first game I played was probably their football game. I think it was called NFL Game Day. And that was, that was probably between that. I think it was NFL Game Day. It was probably, like, the first game I played on it because I was super into sports, uh, to playing sports games back then. And especially with, like, the, especially we talked about, uh, it's kind of funny, the graphics, but during that time, the graphics did look a lot realer in quotes versus you know playing something on Super Nintendo. So those are kind of my first initial memories of the PS1. How about you I guys? I had that. I think I had that NFL Game Day too. I had NFL Game Day '98. Nice. And there was a like a mini hack that you could do, and your quarterback would look like he fell down, but he wasn't <laughs> down. He was floating. You could get mm-hmm. a touchdown every time. Never failed. It was just some sort of glitch that I kind of used to my advantage. <laughs> AD, Mr. Mr. PlayStation himself. So I didn't actually get introduced to the PlayStation until the PS2. <clears throat> because originally, you know, I was a Nintendo lad. You know, me and my family had the Nintendo 64. But um, I'm sure all of us re- remember this. But for you youngsters that are listening... Um, back in the day, DVD players were a luxury. If you wanted a DVD player in your house, you were spending 300 bucks, probably at the low end of it. And that is insane to think about now, but probably one of the cheapest ways to get a DVD player was the PlayStation 2. And that's how I convinced my family or my parents to, to buy the family PlayStation 2, because that way they can use it to watch movies and stuff. But I can use it to play games. So yeah, my first experience with the PlayStation was getting the PlayStation 2. Um, and funny enough, the first games that I played on it were not PlayStation 2 games. They were PlayStation games just because those were cheaper at that point to get. So my first game was Croc on the PlayStation 2. And <laughs> maybe that's why you I was- know, you know the vibe, bro. <laughs> Rock is a fucking a classic. Dude. I don't know how else to say it. It is. We know we got some people that <laughs> hate on the game, but you know, 
They're just gonna be some haters. I, I'm really you know, waiting for that Croc you reboot. Can't be successful. Yeah, dude, you can't be successful without haters. Yeah. So that makes Croc a great game. <laughs> but yeah, dude. Um, man, like I remember the PlayStation Two when I first got it. Like this, this was mind blowing. Like this was mind blowing stuff back in the day. First, the the intro music. Then having to, then after that, the the land parties that would be had with this thing, taking this thing to church events, having a PlayStation hooked up to everything so we could play against each other. Um, but yeah, dude, PlayStation has been there from quite early on for me. But what about you, uh, Josh? Man, mine's got like a, a kind of like a little mini story, I guess. So. Um, and when I was younger, my family would always go to Mexico for, um, like the summer break. Yeah. So in Mexico, they didn't really have arcades. Um, they kind of had, like, if you found an arcade to play at, like it was, it was kind of like a, like a gem, like a hidden gem and uh, everybody was on it. But what they did in Mexico from like where my, uh, my grandparents are from and my parents, to like a gaming lounge at the time and I didn't know what it was and my uh, one of my cousins took me to it and what it was is like they had a bunch of TVs lined up on a couple of walls and each TV had its own console in it so one of them had a PlayStation one of them had a Nintendo 64 and then they would kind of alternate to whatever you wanted to play so the first thing uh, my cousin wanted to play he was really into X-Men versus Street Fighter so yes. I had no clue what this was until then and when I saw it I I loved it the game was so much fun I spent so much money and it was something I had to have and I didn't know how to go about it because you know at the time I just thought it was like a Mexico thing just because you know <laughs> I played it in Mexico Yeah, kind of was like you know what they got different things you know kind of how like Tokyo does too um, but so I got back uh, that summer and I was determined to get that game there was nothing stopping me so I did all the chores around the house made a little money that way you know cut the grass take the recycling out whatever you can think of and I purchased a PlayStation with X-Men versus Street Fighter that Christmas Dang. and it was such a such a perfect experience and such a perfect moment because it was something that I worked hard for and you know I knew that in time if I could save up I could get this game dog I played that game like every day and it was just like the best time I could have and it was also like very you know it meant something to me because like I was with my family in Mexico and I got to play with them and it was just like it would take me back to a time you know when I was really introduced to it and I wouldn't have got the PlayStation if I didn't go to Mexico. You know what I mean? Like, I would have got it eventually, but I wouldn't have had that experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then. it wouldn't be that connection. Oh, man. Yeah. And it was awesome. And then from there, you know, my dad knew some people who knew how to hijack the PlayStation, and we just burned games. <laughs> Yo, so and you had I, the bootlegs. <laughs> nice. Yup. Yup. So I had, I was like, you know what, man? Just take my PlayStation and put the chip in it. But let me get all these games. So I have like a, a CD collect, a CD like case full of just burnt games, and gaming never stops. It's wild. 
That's nice. But yeah, man, that's my little story of uh, the whole PlayStation thing. But it, it was pretty cool, man. I uh, I wish I could find that game, uh, just because I, I think it would be fun to kind of revisit. But I think I lost it. Oh, um, R.I.P. Dude, it's Axman versus Street Fighter. All right, so I mean, we've gone over our first experience um, and like our first game, but now it's no longer the PlayStation One. We're, we're at PlayStation Four, with PlayStation Five coming next year. What would you say, out of all of the consoles, what is your favorite game that you've played throughout any of the generations? Who wants to go first? Hmm. I can go real quick it. right now. I, I know it. All right, go for it. Oh, Dragon Ball Z Budokai 2, PlayStation 2. Oh. I have to think about it. That was just such a, such an amazing game. Like that, really kind of introduced to me like a whole new style of being able to play fighting games. You know what I mean? Like you have like the wide variety of characters from Dragon Ball Z. You put them into a game, and you can change their movesets, their their Saiyan forms, and you can change your combos and all this other stuff. And like, you know, finding ways to really be better than the, your opponent. And when that came out, like me and my me and the homie really played that game for like ever. Like there was no way. Like somebody was catching these hands, mostly me during that game. But it was just a lot of fun. So I'd have to say Dragon Ball Z Budokai 2 for the PS2. Solid. What about you, Mikey B? <clears throat> I kind of don't want to keep giving my tired answer to Last of Us on the PlayStation 3. <laughs> so I'll switch it up. So that's like the best game I've ever played on a PlayStation game. So like my favorite, the one that like I think back nostalgically about, it has to be Tony Hawk. Oh yes, that's a yes. It has to be Tony Hawk. Wow, nice dude. I remember awesome. once again with my uh, partially stolen notice, <laughs> you're able to play. You're able to play the warehouse level on it, and I would play that for hours. There's something about Tony Hawk is like it was skateboarding during like the beginning, like beginning stages of the X Games. It was getting me introduced to like hip hop and punk and hardcore and all like whole genre of music that wasn't being played on the radio at the time. It was like it was just like the perfect melting pot of you know action sports games and music, and it was, a, it was really a incredible experience when I first played that game. Yeah, they really need to bring those games back if we're being real. I heard there's rumors of it coming back, but yeah, if they if they bring it back, it needs to be good because god dang, Tony Hawk was. So good, good gameplay, good soundtrack. Like, no, that's that's a solid choice. Uh, you, um, if I'm like, I'm I'm having trouble with this because like this game isn't technically my favorite game. Like it's it's in it's in my top list somewhere, but it's not my favorite game of all time. But if I'm going for like one of my favorite like memories. I definitely have to pick Kingdom Hearts 2. It's because I'm rewinding the clock back in my head. I'm in like 7th or 8th grade. I mean, as you know, it's definitely 7th grade. And I remember it was I got that game over spring break. Literally, I paid for it with all with my own money. I got it on month like no, I got it on Tuesday. 
from Tuesday to the rest of spring break, I would wake up, I would play Tony Hawk. When I was hungry, I would go downstairs, microwave these frozen corn dogs that my parents had bought. I'd bring it upstairs, play that game. I beat that game in a, in like three days, and then I was just grinding it out, doing extra stuff in it, trying to like get all the secrets. But I just remember, like that was just a time of like pure innocence and joy, experiencing a game that I have. Like it, it, it's hard to just have moments like that now in adulthood, just because. Yeah, you can like lock yourself away for a few hours of playing, but there's always that like low key guilt because you have things that are probably more important to be doing. And during that time, it was nothing else in the world that mattered at all. And it was fantastic. And that game is still great. Still, still love that series. Hi, Sam. That's what's up. Isn't it so wild that, like, we all had answers, like, right away to, like, a, a simpler time? You know what I mean? Like, obviously, you know, time progresses and we can't really game the way we used to, but we always have those memories. Yeah. Unreal. It's like the whimsy of it. Like, it's incredible to look back like PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, like those are the those are the consoles that we like grew up on and just to see how far things have progressed now like we're playing like the new God of War, Horizon Zero, Death Stranding and like all these incredibly beautiful games that are capable of being played. It's just like yo, we was playing Laura Croft with the with the pointy nipples. Like, like we were playing that with the triangle boobs, and it's crazy how far we've come. And it, it's yeah, crazy to see, truck, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> see at that cyber truck on deck. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's crazy. It's crazy that um, you know, PlayStation has continued to exist, especially considering that it all started as a collaboration with Nintendo that failed and they just decided to do their own thing with the tech that they were working on and that they've con- continued to you know hold a dominant position in in the gaming industry like PlayStation 2 is definitely like I I, I don't I don't think it's just my personal uh, take on this that PlayStation 2 is one of the greatest consoles of all time um PlayStation 3, that's that's an L. They, they took an L for that one. But <laughs> PlayStation 4, they definitely have been crushing it. Um, and yeah, dude, it's 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 it'll be interesting to see what happens in the horizon. Just because I know this year alone, there's been a lot of shakeup and changes with PlayStation. So, cheers to like 25 years. Let's. I'm excited to see what they do next year with the PlayStation 5 and and everything else. Yeah. So. Huge cheers to PlayStation. Yo, so I saw on the interwebs um, that PlayStation just broke a record for like the best selling console or something like that. Really? But was it N- Nintendo the best selling console? Uh, I don't know if you guys are aware of what happened, but I saw that Guinness um, gave him a shout out and I was kind of confused, but obviously, like, Congrats! You obviously got like you know, um, you got noticed by Guinness, but I really thought it was Nintendo that was one of like the best selling consoles. Um, so I don't know if you thought about right that or... now. 
Yeah, the PlayStation 2 is is the best-selling game console of all time. Um, still looking this up. Um, yeah, it's looking like the PlayStation 2. Yeah. So, I mean, shout out to them, dude. All right, I got a question. What's that? If you could go if you could go get a PS2 right now, would you go get a PS2 right now? No, because my I still own mine and it's operational. And I still have a couple games for <laughs> nice. it. Nice. Well, let's just say that bad boy decided to shit itself. I would 100 go <laughs> buy <you>? one. <laughs> Cuz I still got my original copy of Shadow of the Colossus and Every once in a while, I got to pick that up. And now that I'm thinking about it, dang, that might be my favorite game <laughs> of the PlayStation. <laughs> Sound of the Classics is so good. <laughs> All right, dude, there's they, a lot they of really gems. They remade that game, right? Yeah. If you have not played it, I would highly recommend it. It is fantastic. Cool. It is, it's, a, it's a sparse experience, but it's one of those games that it, it stays with you. I want to go play it now. Oh, yeah. Had to jump back into the PS2 realms, you know? Yep. But I would, too. I'd go cop. I'd go cop PS2 in a heartbeat. If I could play Budokai 2, I would. Even though I have it for uh, Xbox, I need that memory back. Yeah. So, Mikey B, would you go get a PS2 or what? Yeah, I don't think I ever owned a, a PS2. So that's, I think that's the one uh, console out of the four places consoles that I never owned. So yeah, I would definitely pick uh, Copper just to experience all the games that I missed out on. Dude, it's funny because I remember, like the PlayStation oh. Two arrows was definitely the arrows. Like you kind of coordinated with your friends of who got which console. Like your one friend, it was like, all right, dog, you get the Xbox. I'll get the like I'll convince my parents to get the PlayStation and yo you get the like you get the you get the Nintendo yeah the GameCube cuz having all of the consoles <laughs> you had to have that one rich friend to pull that off True 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 Hi right, fellas what do you uh what else do we have on the list of to talk about today I think that about wraps it up for today. Yeah, I'm cool. So, huge shout out to PlayStation. Yep, gang, uh, gang. You got any final words about PlayStation or anything like that? Um, this is more of a plea to to Sony. Please do not f up the PlayStation Five launch. Like y'all, Xbox looking pretty great right now, and I'd love to stick with you because you guys have some dope exclusives. But I don't think exclusive games are going to be enough in the in the coming console wars. So I really hope that the console doesn't look like that. You know what I mean? The v. I think we all know what we're talking about. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I get it. Five V. <laughs> but what the fuck, man? <laughs> I like it, dude. It, it looks <laughs> like no, it's like it from you- Blade Runner, dude. Are you kidding me, man? That thing looks bugly, bro. <laughs> yo, yo, chill, my guy. Oh, 
Yo, I'm saying all this stuff right now, and the Xbox is probably going to be like a hexagon or some shit, and it's going to look worse. But who knows, man? But still, I hope it's not to be, because, uh, I mean, I don't know if I'm with it, but, you know, I'm obviously here for it, so. Yeah. Uh, yikes. Alrighty, fellas. Good to be back. Yes, yes, we got two more episodes. Two more episodes. Yeah, we should talk about the schedule right now real quick. Yeah. And kind of let the people know what's going on, so. Yeah, I can lay it on. You want to take it away? Yeah, so with the with the holidays coming up and the and the new year coming, we have decided that we have two more episodes coming up for you. So we have the episode that you're listening to right now that will be dropping on December the 4th. Then we have another one coming on the 11th, and then we have our final episode for this uh for the year coming out the 18th. So, yeah, two more or uh-huh. And that final episode on 18th, that's a special one, right? Isn't that our Game of the Decade? Episode? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to... So it's a little different. A little different from our other episodes. We'll be focusing on one topic for the whole show. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to be giving the, giving the flowers out. It's going to be quite some time. Uh, dude, yeah, we're, we all got to be, like, going through games, thinking about, like, yo, this one was dope. And it, dude, it's gonna be rough. Like I'm, I'm having the hardest time figuring out like game of the decades and like game of the year. Like this is this is kind of stressful. <laughs> yeah, dude. Ten years is a lot of video games, you know. Yeah. Yes, a lot, it's a lot. It's a lot of video games, and I think there's a couple consoles too, right? Yeah. A couple. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. The tail. Um, I think it's like I feel it's like a, like in the early 2000s, like the tail end of like PlayStation Two. Xbox GameCube, and then you have the PlayStation 3 generation, and then you pretty much have most of our current generation, like Mm -hmm. PS4, Xbox One, so there's a lot of consoles and a lot of games to think about. Dude, we had the the GameCube, the Wii, the Wii U. Mm -hmm. We had the DS, the DS Lite, the the DSi, the DS 3D. Nintendo's had a lot of consoles. (laughs) It's had a lot of consoles this decade. A lot. So... Yeah, and then, like Mikey B said, that we're going to have the first annual Council Boy Awards. So, be on the lookout. Yep. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is a wrap. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Gaming Council Podcast. If you haven't, what are you waiting for? Be out here. Be really in these social networks doing the damn thing. And you're missing out if you ain't following us. Follow us on Twitter at the Gaming Council One, uh, and for the podcast, for all things podcast, go to gamingcouncilpod.com. All the links are there. Come take a look at what you know what we have to offer. So I have been joined with the homies, AD. You know the vibes, Mister. You know the vibes, Mikey B. If you're rewatching Freakazoid, you'll notice that Deadpool. There's a lot of Deadpool influences in that show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Dog, these kids ain't gonna know what Freakazoid is. <laughs> Dog, if you if you don't know what Freakazoid is, take some time and look back, and you're gonna surprise yourself with how dope that show is. <laughs> and I have been Josh, the man on the mic, and the Council Boys are out. Peace. Peace. Peace.